0: And then he's like, okay, and she doesn't care, and so she moves with John Romulus to fucking Judsonia, Arkansas. What? What? Where he buys another fake diploma. <laughs> and then out of nowhere just joins the Army Reserves. <laughs> Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two dead people and talk about their lives. I'm your host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James D. Say hi, James.
1: The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. One who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Shall I continue? Uh, No. Okay.
0: (laughs) Hey, it's the book of Proverbs. Everyone needs to know. We hope to keep our listeners entertained and interested while we break down these characters from the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that James and I will do our amateurs best to give a basic account of the major events in these people's lives and how they responded to them. We also hope to give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual character, which is harder to do, but we're gonna try anyway. So, James, who do we have this week? We have John R. Brinkley and Annie Oakley. And you're doing it to me again. You picked someone and you didn't tell me who it was.
1: Is there a reason for that? Mm, I hate you. Th- but in like that really complicated way of when uh, teenagers break up with their exes and they say they hate each other, but they really don't. They want to get back together secretly. So it's complicated. That's, that's all I'm saying. It's complicated. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh... Should, we should probably explain to the listeners our uh, our situation as of right now. W- <laughs> which is? It's 11 o'clock on a Friday night. <laughs> uh, we chose probably the worst possible fucking time to do this. <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh-huh.
0: James chose the worst possible time to do this.
1: Mm. And how did you do that, James?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, apt question. <laughs> so, uh, last night I was up until 4 a.m. I don't know why, it's just my body said fuck me, and then I uh, <laughs> I was up till 4 a.m., Uh, Didn't sleep pretty much at all and then I woke up and barfed everything and uh, I didn't get drunk that night So I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, so uh, I barfed and then uh, I went on with my day and Then I uh, today. I've drunk an entire bottle of Moscato uh, That was a couple hours ago, uh, and then I was like hmm. I'm getting tired, and we got to record so, uh, I downed a few coffees, and a few cigarettes, uh, true story, and I'm now ready to go. Uh, lack of sleep, slightly tipsy, and caffeine and nicotine all the way up. I don't know if I believe you <laughs> <laughs> What I'm saying is I, I hear the echoes of Liam Lynch and Boudica levels of bad episode, or good episodes, in the distance. Um... <laughs> And for for those of you who are interested, that basically sounds like, well, the Boudica sound of it is just this like crazy scream, and the uh, Liam Lynch is just this long live Ireland, bang 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 bang, ah, and that's that's kind of what I'm hearing right now. You're doing a great fucking job for being in such terrible shape, man. Well, I'm really proud of yeah, you. It's a it's a skill set. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm also 24 with no future, so hey, there's that. <laughs> That's like,
0: man, that's the old shit right there. Mm. That's the, mm-hmm. the old-fashioned nihilism of we talk about dead people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. Oh, good stuff. Did we just like switch attitudes? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, real well, quick question. My uh, show my microphone. Which. Uh, We've done this a million times. Uh, which, uh, which dial, or which uh,
0: thing is my dial
1: supposed to be on? Uh, it's
0: supposed to be on the heart, shape. Oh, and the mute perfect. button is supposed to be facing you. Oh, oh shit. Oh boy, God damn it. Oh. Sorry, everybody. James is a
1: fucking idiot. <laughs> yep, I don't know how to do anything with technical technology. We've been doing this for a fucking year. <laughs> Yeah. well i've also been alive for a fucking 24 years and i don't know how to do that man so yeah just give me a
0: break man oh my god man the the millennial nihilism is really coming up i'm gonna die (laughs)
1: i'm gonna die man it'll be unending blackness forever
0: oh my god we should go to the history lab this is ridiculous all right to the history lab baby One man, one woman, a world of insanity. One, a special doctor and special man. The other, a woman who did a lot of shooting. In the battle for who will not burn the Pop-Tarts, only one can come out the victor. So, James, tell me. If you had to choose a peanut,
1: (laughs) which peanut would that be? Ooh, uh shit. <laughs> um, I like the roasted mm-hmm. ones. Uh, the chocolate covered ones are also pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, remember yeah. that song? I'm a little peanut short
0: and stout. No. Here is my shell. <laughs> and now I am out. Oh my God. Uh, throw the shell on the floor. <laughs> and Yes. And munch on the nuts. The door? Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's just fucking. It. Uh, we gotta go. Wh- 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 tell me what peanut you what would choose. What kind of peanut would I choose? Mm hmm. The nuttiest one. Huh? Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> they can't lick our dick. All right, <laughs> so. Computer, please bring up John R. Brinkley and Annie Oakley. I'm a writer. I've kept my notebook and my laptop and my... Whatever. Sorry. Quoting BoJack Horseman.
1: Mm. Yeah. Good show. Good show, man. Good show. So, speaking of good show, which we are not, what is John (laughs) R. Brinkley best known for? John R. Brinkley is best known for being a hack fraud,
0: just like us, and doing something with goat testicles.
1: Oh, no. That's no. where we're headed. Dude, I don't know if I'm up I can't do that. Do you see the state I'm in? Well, you don't. But can you hear the state I'm in? No. All right. Go testes, here we come. Yep. And he
0: actually also did something useful at a certain point, too, which is rare for
1: a hack fraud. I am so on board. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, so what did this- what does this, uh, this Brinkley look like? He
0: was a Brinkley- a wrinkly Brinkley. No, he wasn't. He Mm. wasn't at all. Okay. He had a baby face. Yeah. John R. Brinkley looks like a discontented neckbeard with deep and resounding love for Harry Potter's glasses and shitty, shitty goatees. He- like I said, he's a baby face bro with a bandaid for a butt. I don't (laughs) know anymore. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Okay. So, uh, Hmm. what is Annie Oakley best known for, James? Annie Oakley is best known
1: for being the best gun person who ever gunned with a gun. Okay, and what did she Mm -hmm. look like? Uh, well, in every picture of her that I saw, she's wearing a classy hat and a beautiful handmade dress, she has flowing straightened hair, wears very ladylike gloves, is only five feet tall, (laughs) but has enough firepower to fight, fight off the entire French army. Oh, shit! Well, it's exactly one gun, uh, which is needed to do that. Uh, So she has a gun and everything. It's a French or cowards joke, everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Those haven't been used before here. (laughs) I'm an entrepreneur of French. (laughs) I can't talk. I am fucking dying, dude. (laughs) All right, hold on. Mark it. (laughs)
0: 1123.
1: Did you actually drink a whole bunch? Yes. You did? <laughs> it was a few hours ago, so I'm not very tipsy. Okay. Uh. Holy shit, I thought you were lying. <laughs> I, no, none of that was a lie. I haven't smoked in months, but tonight I was like, fuck it, I need a cigarette. And then I smoked three. Way to make a good use of your Friday night, man. Mm, it's, yeah, the way. Mm.
0: Alright, so shall we just roll right over into John Brinkley's early life? If it involves goat testicles, I'm on board. It doesn't yet, but we'll get there. Okay. And we'll get there. So, John R. Brinkley was born in the mountains, raised in a cave, fucking and trucking was all he craved. Oh, God. Just
1: <laughs> We're off to a great start. Of runs. <laughs> but a lot of runs. <laughs> Actually, we
0: are not far off because Brinkley was, in fact, born in the mountains of North Carolina to a man Ooh. who served as a medic in the War of the States. Ooh. He was to our modernized displeasure on the Confederate side. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, hmm. John R. Brinkley's father is an absolute legend on his own. Ooh, uh, all right. The fucker had so much game he got married before he was of legal age. Ooh. In the mountains of North Carolina? Uh, no way. What? <laughs> Huh. What is wow. the age you get married in the mountains of North Carolina? Is it seven? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say six or seven. Yeah.
1: So, uh, whatever. He as long ma- as it's with a sibling or a cousin. Yeah. If it's not family related, it's 18. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. anyway, he was married before it was
0: legal, so his first marriage was eventually annulled. Mm. Uh, and mm-hmm. then when he reached legal age, however, he just got busier. Because now he huh. had a license to get married four more times. <laughs> <laughs> throughout his okay. life. And he outlived all of his wives. Oh. Which is not huh. suspicious at all. Uh, <laughs> no. Sounds like King Henry VIII. So when Brinkley Sr. got married to Sarah T. Mingus in 1870, uh, Sarah brought her niece with her, also named Sarah. Mm, not confusing. Which okay. is the name of one of our one of our patrons, by the way. Mm, mm, mm. Oh my god, it is. So about 15... Hey, 15- uh, shout out to Sarah. Yeah, so shout Thank out to Sarah. You, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Mm. You're the best. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I can barely hear you, James.
2: How about now? Oh, God. <laughs> All right. All
1: right. All right, good. You just, you just have to speak up just a little bit. Sorry. I'm like, Bye. Sorry, I'm really nervous tonight because <laughs> my whole nervous system is kind of falling apart. In fact, my spinal cord just fractured into a million tiny planets. <laughs> Each planet with its own life forces that are bound to evolve into a higher deity. But that's a different topic for a different time. Tonight, we were talking about Brinkley's Sarahs? Yeah, so he has a couple of Sarahs in his life. Mm-hmm. And uh,
0: about 15 years after moving in, Sarah, that is, niece Sarah, not wife mm-hmm. Sarah, went and got herself all pregnant. Ah. Darn it, Sarah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, okay. With John R. Brinkley. Oh! To... oh. <laughs> oh not R. That. Brinkley, hmm. but John R. Brinkley Senior. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, t- Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, like, completely wrong about that. Jesus Christ. What? That makes it sound like there was incest, which, hey, you can forgive me for that one. But what I'm oh. saying is she went and got pregnant with some guy, uh-huh. and the baby she was going to have was John R. Brinkley, our guy. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so
1: that's the backstory. Got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so,
0: uh, you remember that thing I said about neck beards? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so John R. Brinkley was literally born in a town called Beta. <laughs> somewhere in Jackson County. I don't have to write the jokes. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, so he's born, and he's named John Romulus. John Romulus okay. Brinkley. Hell of a name. That's
1: an, that's an alpha name, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. True, but seriously, if you go look
0: at this guy's photo, his neckbeard is all fuck. He really is. <laughs> right, so Reddit level neckbeard. Yeah, so he survives yeah. infancy, which is good for John Romulus, but his mom dies of both pneumonia and tuberculosis when he's oh my five, and so that sort of sucks a lot. Yeah. So, John Romulus Ooh. is left with his great aunt, who is also his father's wife, and the whole gang moves to Tuckasegee River. <laughs> Jesus. Alright. And then John Romulus' dad dies when he's ten, so now oh, he's shit. living with his great aunt in a tiny, tiny cabin in Tuckasegee River. So uh-huh. humble beginnings. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also went to school, also in a log cabin, and attended until he was 16, at which point he became a postal worker and learned how to use a telegraph. Oh, good for him. Yeah, so little John R- Romulus Brinkley, though, dreamed of a brighter future in which he was a doctor. Uh, oh. So he up and moved to New York City hmm. to work as a telegraph operator. You know, you got to respect the guy. Yep. He's moving up. Yep. He's moving along. He's he's picking himself up by his bootstraps or whatever. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. so he goes there for only a few years, uh, and then mm-hmm. he hears that Aunt Sarah isn't doing so hot. So he goes back to North Carolina and is with her until her death. Aw. And while he's there, he confides in one of his old classmates named Sally Wyke, and the two get married a month later.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so this is, oh, right. Yeah, I'm on board. Right, mm-hmm. right. The Sarah thing was his father. Yes, his yeah, yeah
0: with his father. Yeah, and his mom was yeah, named yeah. Sarah, and his great aunt yeah. was named Sarah. Right, but he's with Sally. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was All confusing right. even for me. It's the mountains of uh-huh. North
0: Carolina. Right, uh, North Carolina. Yeah, North wait, Carolina. wait, he's dating mountains. Yeah, uh, whatever. Okay, or North Carolina. Fuck it, I don't know. It's eleven oh six. We got it keep is. Going. Mm, yeah. Now these two are looking to make some money, uh, but Brinkley still wants to be a doctor. Sure. So, become a doctor and make money, right? Yeah, sounds good. Right! (laughs) So, So Brinkley and his new wife, Sally, start going around Tennessee pretending to be Quaker doctors selling fake medicine and essential oils. The
1: American way. Yeah, so they
0: skipped a few steps about the whole becoming a doctor thing in there somewhere, but there you go. They just started posing. Ah. Then the happy couple did what no one should ever do. They moved to Chicago. Fuck! Where they had a kid named Wanda. Uh huh. <laughs> and Brinkley Romulus enrolls himself at an actual medical school? Mm. Uh, wait, no. He enrolls with Bennett Medical College, an unaccredited school of quack medicine shoved into a tiny building somewhere in the city. Sounds promising. Yep, we're going, oh, yeah. going well. <laughs> Go- but I bet they have a good football team. Uh, no. N- mm, no. Shit. No. Okay, well, definitely. Not that I care, but. Definitely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Brinkley works at night and goes to class during the day. And Mm. Sally stays home and takes care of Wanda, sometimes spending a little too much on stuff she doesn't need. Uh, They had another child, a son, but he only lived for three days, which is just terrible. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's... Yeah. Yeah, That is dark. It's like, meanwhile, the debt is mounting because of, you know, tuition costs, living in Chicago, child care. He's working double shifts as well as attending this quack college. Oh, God. And his wife is also very mad at him. So things okay. are looking sinkly for little Brinkley.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> You're in dire we shape, are. and
0: I'm just making it worse. <laughs> All right, so. Anyway, so that's where we're going to leave him for now, and when we come back, we'll be talking about Brinkley's adult life. Mm.
1: If, this, uh, if this podcast was a pirate ship and uh, the ocean was insanity, I am currently on the plank... And you are walking me off the plank.
0: Um, almost there. Plank. Soon soon the darkness below.
1: <laughs> yes. All yeah. Right. yeah. Hmm.
0: You just tell me when you can't do it anymore, man. We'll just shut this thing
1: off and just quit the podcast entirely. But that means I would be fucked by Davy Jones. <laughs> and uh, nobody wants that. Have you seen the third Pirates of the Caribbean? No, thank you. Does Davy Jones fuck anyone? I don't know, but... All right. it's PG thirteen. <laughs> all right, let's let's move on. <laughs> yes. Shall we
0: roll right over into Annie Oakley's early life, or would you like mm. to take a break? Since mm. you no, are no, let's not states. take a break because
1: okay. I will die. So we will go to Annie Oakley's early life. All right, take it away, James. Annie Oakley was not named Annie Oakley uh, when she was born. Of course not. In fact, not at all. Uh, her real name. Uh, her actual birth name was Phoebe Ann Mosey. <laughs> Uh, most people just decided to call her Annie. Alright. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I have no idea where the Oakley came from, so just feel free to chew out my laziness for that one.
0: You are so, hmm. so hardworking.
1: Oh no, you can't do that, that's gonna make me feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I suck. Tell me I'm a millennial screw-up. Tell will- me that I don't know what an honest day's work is, or that I don't appreciate what my parents' generation did for me. I don't have to tell you. You just told yourself. <laughs> All right. All right. So. Let's carry on. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Annie, not Oakley, was born on August 13th, 13th, 1860, in some little shitty cabin in shitty Ohio. So off to a terrible start. And uh, today there's this stone plaque that marks her actual birthplace. So that's cool. But on to the real cream cheese. So Annie's <laughs> parents were Quakers. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Alright, I will. I will. Her her dad was 31 years older than her mom. Uh What? That's just the Quaker <laughs> way. <laughs> Quaker way. Alright. Uh not true. Nope. <laughs> um but they probably don't listen to podcasts, so hmm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, so something that's not exactly the Quaker way is fighting in wars, uh, which is what Annie's Quaker dad had just done. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, he fought in the War of 1812, and Americans decided that just one war with Britain was not enough. Ah. Anyway, the war didn't treat poor old Jacob Jacob Mosey very well, and he actually nearly froze to death on campaign and lived with the effects of overexposure his entire life. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then he died, uh, many years later from pneumonia when Annie was only about six years old. Shit. So, already, Brinkley and Oakley have a lot in common. It's the uh, Lee, it's the, it's
0: the, it's the Clee, the Klee sound.
1: If you have Clee in your name, your parents are gonna die when you're young. I'm sorry, it's history. <laughs> it's not that I want it this way, no, it's, it's just that that's history. It's the way right? it is, yeah. get
0: over it, you know, accept mm-hmm. your fate, uh, like a, like a grown-up and don't die like a dog. I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's true, yeah. Alright, alright. So, uh, so Annie's mom married a new guy, and then this new guy died. Um, but again, this is simply the history of America up until January 21st, 1981, when Ronald Reagan became our president. <laughs> and everything was okay. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, largely because of her father's death, Annie's family grew up in extreme poverty and Annie had to stay home and work rather than go to school. And she didn't get to go to school until very late in her childhood and, uh, even into adulthood. She was was still learning basic school things, uh, which (laughs) neither of us have learned. Anyway, instead, (laughs) uh, at the age of nine, Annie was placed in the care of an infirmary and was taught how to sew and decorate and be a good American girl. Okay! But, this lifestyle didn't offer enough support. So Annie was eventually bound out to a local family to be their servant, basically. And the idea was basically, I guess, like an indentured servant. Oh, uh, she would cook, pump water, and take care of the house in return for being taken care of, given an education, and also paid 50 cents a week. Okay. Uh, that was the plan. Right. But what actually happened was the family essentially enslaved her, uh, made her do all sorts of awful housework, and treated her like shit. Cinderella, this also in-
0: Cinderella. Cinderella.
1: Are we gonna get. Cinderella Annie Oakley. We're gonna get so
0: sued for that. Yeah. Wow. We're dead. Wow.
1: (laughs) Game over. We will be. Because that's the end of uh, all life. All life is just waiting for death. Jesus God. (laughs) But until then, uh, let's screw around. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, back to uh, the horrible life of Annie Oakley's uh, early childhood. Uh, They also physically and mentally abused her, which isn't great. Uh, One example of this is uh, the wife of this family found Annie asleep when she was supposed to be working. So the wife forced Annie into the wasteland of winter without shoes in punishment. Uh, And she had to just wait there for a while, uh, nearly freezing to death. Damn. And... Annie later wrote an autobiography and included this portion of her life, but didn't even mention the family by their real names. She instead just referred to them as the Wolves. Shit. Wow. Yeah, so a lot of childhood problems. Yeah, no shit. And uh, no surprise, she, she eventually ran away from the Wolves and returned to her mother's home when she was only 15 years old. Anyway, life was pretty bleak for Annie, but during her whole childhood, she spent quite a bit of time trapping and hunting in order to keep her mom and siblings fed. And she also would sell the game she had killed to local traders herself. She had her own, like, business when she was a kid. Damn. And she was so good at this that the money she earned eventually was enough to pay off the mortgage on her mother's farm. Holy shit. Yeah, so quite a bit of money. Damn. Wow. And uh, further, Annie's skill as a hunter and a trapper spread around the region really quickly. So uh, pretty rough beginnings, but now Annie can shoot and the shooting shit is about to be shot.
0: That's it for her early life? Mm. That's it, Perfect. I love it. It's a great setup.
2: It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love this story so far. I feel like there could be a great movie loosely based off this. Oh, we'll get into movies later. Oh, okay. But before we get into movies, shall we get into John R. Brinkley's adult life? Mm, Yeah. All right.
1: Maybe. If you maybe survive. life is pointless, and <laughs> maybe everything is. Fuck off! It's not pointless, listeners. There's so much hope. There's so. There's no hope. There's no hope for life. <laughs> no, there is. Humans ascribe meaning to life that we can love and hope and and I'm beautiful. No, you're going to die. And that's it. And <laughs> Was this the inner dialogue you've been having all day? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> all day, every day. That's me. Oh, damn. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Well, you should but just one become But one beautiful meaning of life is learning about John R. Brinkley's
0: adult life. Yeah, so shall we talk about John R. Brinkley's adult life? Yes. John R. Brinkley's adult life? John R. Brinkley's adult life. So, when we left John Brinkley, he was having some money troubles living in Chicago and attending a fake medical school. Okay. And, redundant, and, but okay. Yep. And then his wife Sally vanishes from their home. What? <laughs> yeah. And she took their only kid Wanda and filed for divorce, alimony, and child support.
1: Oh, that's right. She was pretty mad at him. Right. Yeah. Because he was working it all the time okay. and also
0: going to school. Right. Uh, but a like fake Brinkley. <laughs> yeah, a fake school. But like Brinkley yeah. simply can't pay the bills, uh, let alone uh-huh. child support and alimony. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. so Brinkley does what all of any of us would do. And he kidnaps uh-huh. his daughter and escapes with her into Canada. <laughs> uh,
1: reasonable. Perfect. Okay. Now, I know what mm. you're thinking. You're thinking mm.
0: Aaron, when are we gonna get to the goat testicles? And True. I will tell you right now, in due time, in due time the testicles shall descend.
1: <laughs> Is this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. Okay. All right. huh. <laughs> yeah. Revelations can be interpreted many ways. That's one <laughs> of them. <laughs> so, anyway,
0: Brinkley's taken his daughter to Canada and he's hiding out there waiting for what? I have no clue. But he gets it because Sally cancels the whole divorce thing and invites him back to Chicago to try and save their
1: shitty marriage. It, wait, it worked? It worked? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, uh, okay, so Brinkley steals his daughter, becomes a Mountie, and then his wife is like, Ah, Mounties are hot. Let's bring him back, boys. And then they're together. More or less. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well,
0: good advice. So he goes back. And mm-hmm. then he goes back to school for his third year. Mm. His wife leaves him again. Okay. <laughs> goes All back right. to North Carolina. And then Brinkley just fucks off right out of Chicago without paying his tuition bill and follows
1: them back to Tuckasegi. Oh, this is this is getting really complicated. Right, right. <laughs> Yikes. Yep, okay. So he's got
0: bills piling up and he's not paying them. So here he starts mm-hmm. working as a quack again, but he can't ah. even hold that shit together. And That's yeah. sadly impressive. Yeah, and then the family just goes on this long adventure through Florida and North Carolina trying to make money selling bullshit. <laughs> well, all right, well... Anyway. So it's 1912, and Brinkley still <laughs> wants to become a doctor. So he goes to Missouri mm-hmm. to try to get started there. That uh, idea. But you know what happens when you owe a university money, don't you? Uh, Boba Fett comes after you? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's right. They send you out into the world with massive loans and then hold your transcript hostage unless you pay those loans. So Brinkley can't even transfer to another school at this point. So he does the obvious thing and just fucking buys a diploma. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And he buys it from the Kansas City Eclectic Medical University and just goes home. All right. It's a step up. Yeah. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So all right, he takes yeah. his family now a family of five, Jesus Christ, oh. up to New York City, and whoa, now we're back in Chicago again, God, <laughs> just all over the place, and yeah. then he's going back to the fake medical school.
1: Wait, the one he had, the one he run still owes on? money to, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, well, and hmm. this is when Sally Brinkley has like finally had enough, so mm-hmm. she leaves with all her kids and goes back <laughs> again to Tuckasegee. Meanwhile, John Romulus is setting up a store in South Carolina. The guy is just all over the fucking place. All right. And he's working with this guy named James E. Crawford. Mm -hmm. Now, these guys, these two stupid idiots decide to make their money by selling themselves as the Greenville Electromedic Doctors. Uh, quite a name. Yeah, mm. their whole plan is to use advertising to make men feel like they're losing their manly vigor. <gasps> yeah. And then they give them shots of colored water for about $700 a pop in today's money. I am so in. Yeah. Wow. And then they skip town, having paid none of their bills, <laughs> and go to
1: Memphis. Oh, <laughs> Oh, so your pride and joy is still tiny, and now your wallet's tiny, and they're gone, and... Oh, shit. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Douchebags. So anyway, in in
0: Memphis, Brinkley meets a 21-year-old babe known as Minnie, Mm. dates her for four days, and then marries the fuck out of her. (laughs) What? Even okay. though he's still married and has three kids, Wait, they haven't been divorced. Who oh, oh. huh? so well, is this man? <laughs> technically, he's a bigamist, which is illegal. Yeah. At this point. Oh, um. So anyway, they just go on a honeymoon all over the goddamn country, uh, <laughs> and finally, Brinkley's bad behavior catches up with him, and he's arrested for practicing medicine without a license and for writing bad checks.
1: Not surprising. Brinkley
0: blames his partner in crime, James Crawford. So the cops <laughs> arrest them both and force them to pay
1: their bills. <laughs> he, fl- he blames, his partner. He blames his partner. Oh my gosh, it's like the end of our podcast it's right now. He's like- <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: So anyway, then hmm. Brinkley goes back to Memphis. Uh, mm-hmm. reunites with his new wife, Minnie, and uh-oh, his first wife, Sally, is waiting for him. <laughs> oh, no. And Sally just tells Minnie everything. She's like, he's <laughs> fucking married, he's got four kids, <laughs> like. But Minnie just does Oh, so does Minnie th- didn't even know? No. Oh, And then he's like, okay, and she doesn't care, and so she (laughs) moves with John Romulus to fucking Judsonia, Arkansas. What? What? (laughs) Where he buys another fake diploma. (laughs) And then out of nowhere just joins the Army Reserve. And he joins Uh, the
1: Medical Corps. Well, he still fit in. Yeah,
0: and then he took a job as, as an actual doctor. Um, and because the real doctor was uh, moving away and couldn't hold the position anymore, <laughs> so they're like, "This guy with these two fake diplomas is as good as anybody." <laughs> right. And so he okay, starts well. making money doing this, mm. mm-hmm. and he actually pays his tuition bill from the fake medical school in Chicago. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's paying his bills. He's paying his bills. Good. Uh, and then he takes Minnie to Kansas City, where he enrolls in an eclectic medical university and actually yeah, right. graduates. Uh, oh wow, there uh, we go. Yeah, it allows him to practice medicine in several states but not nearly all of them. That's <laughs> because every pretty much everyone knows that eclectic medicine is a joke. So, can you like describe eclectic
1: medicine to me?
0: Uh no. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I read about it. I read about it days ago. I think it has something to do with it's it's like it's a lot like uh you've got these essential, you know, chemicals or whatever in your body and you know it's like uh oh it has something to do with vibrations and electricity and shit like that. It's it's really complicated,
1: but it's it's basically quackery,
0: but still not mm. officially quackery, right?
1: Right, but it, it more or less tries to teach the tenets of the Doppler effect. That's exactly right. So. <laughs> right. Okay. So you got it. Perfect. So he actually graduates
0: uh <laughs> Good. and uh he actually also gets a job as a company doctor for a massive slaughterhouse house called Swift and Company. Hmm. Uh, which was later bought by JBS, the world's largest processor of beef and pork, which is interesting to note. They invented the butterball turkey. Ooh, yeah. all right. Anyway, uh, Brinkley is just working as an on-site doctor taking care of work-related injuries and whatnot.
1: Oh, and God.
0: while there, he starts studying the animals that the company is slaughtering, mainly, wait for it... Goats. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he starts studying goats.
1: Yotes, here we go. Here, here we, we go. come, testies. Yep.
0: And meanwhile, Minnie is trying to get John Romulus to divorce his first wife, so he won't get in trouble for being a bigamist. Probably a good idea. Yeah, so he does, <laughs> in the typical John Romulus Brinkley way. Uh-huh. He lies and tells the court that he doesn't know where the hell Sally is, so <laughs> she won't be involved in the divorce proceedings. Oh, come on. So she can't <laughs> fuck things up, basically. Yeah. Uh, and he's finally divorced from her in 1916, and marries Minnie a second time just to make sure they're extra married. Uh, okay, well. And good. then oh my god, do you know what time it is, James? Shit, no wait. Ah, no, ah. It's time for World War One. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Your neighbors are gonna call the police on you. They already have. <laughs> so anyway, John Romulus is summoned for service. Oh good. And right. he serves mm-hmm. two months and has a nervous breakdown. <laughs>
1: Then he's discharged, that's all. <laughs> okay, fine. Alright, good. So fine. he
0: takes Minnie to Kansas, to a town called Milford, because he saw an ad saying they needed a doctor. Alright. And get this. <laughs> oh, he no. starts a 16-room clinic, and actually does a great job. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> the whole town loves him, too, because he works <laughs> his ass off, helping people survive the 1918 flu pandemic... And does an amazing job. Uh, okay, well, there yeah. we go. Fair enough. <laughs> and then, so, here's where it really takes off, though. Mm. Oh, no. Some guy comes in the clinic, just some fucking guy, and he says, uh-huh. Dr. Brinkley, I'm not doing so hot in bed. Oh, no. So, John Romulus makes a joke, and he says, Don't you wish you just had a good pair of goat testicles? And the guy's like, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so, Brinkley implants in this man! No! Oh Actual no! Actual fucking goat balls. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke, man! It was a joke! And then the guy was like, maybe, and he was like, okay, <laughs> let's try it! So he did
1: Wait, do we know who this man is?
0: No. What? I mean, we might, oh. but I don't know. It's Just some guy. Okay. Um, Whew. And get this also. Oh no. Everyone <laughs> wants this shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Men and women both are coming in and having goat Wait. testicles implanted. Oh my God men right in the ball sack and women near the ovaries. It's This is fucking disgusting.
1: horrendous. We didn't even give a trigger warning for this. No. This just got real.
0: No, and of course it doesn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that don't stop John Romulus Brinkley. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> he starts charging ten grand in today's money for each operation. <laughs> and guess what? what? He's what? also doing it drunk. <laughs> so his patients are getting infected oh no and and dying (laughs) which will turn into a whole thing but only later on oh my god (laughs) so the bill for this fraud hasn't come yet because everyone's Uh saying
1: it works oh god so, bring, so what oh, go does ahead. that what does that what does it mean if it's saying it works well are they looking for like placebo boosts effect. of testosterone I'm, ex-
0: or? I'm i'm gonna guess placebo effect because all that happens when you implant these things besides like sometimes the wounds get infected or whatever is they're just absorbed as foreign matter in the body right
1: okay so it doesn't actually do anything at all but i, I guess what i'm asking is what were people hoping it would do uh you'll see like Oh. oh, no. We're getting there. Okay. Are you, do you oh, have the doc shit. open? I do. Close it. I'm not reading ahead, though. Minimize it. I do not okay. want you to read ahead. This next paragraph. <laughs> oh, this this oh, next no. paragraph. This this, is okay. never a good sign. So anyway, we also not, don't have a script.
0: Right. But. Yeah, we don't have a script. There's no script. There's no, no. docs. What are you talking about? Anyway, so the bill no. for this fraud, like I said, hasn't come in yet because everyone, again, is saying that it works. And he's taking out newspaper time. ads. Here are the claims he's making about this operation. He says, it's like making babies spring out of people like crazy. <laughs> like they're just having so many babies because of what? the goat testicles. Oh, um, oh. He also claimed that the operation could cure dementia. What the fuck? Emphysema <laughs> and excessive flatulence. <laughs> what the Yeah,
1: you, you don't even, you said it earlier. We don't have to write the fart joke in cuz he's already fucking making it.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: are goat testies. No, this is the best part. This is the best part. Oh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't even read this <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> right. no He's got right, this right, ad. He's got this ad It <laughs> says The treatment turns Like weak males like himself Into quote I shit you not <laughs> no. It turns every male who gets the operation Into the ram That am with every Lamb <laughs> Wait, the. That's what the ad says. It turns men into the ram that am with every
1: laugh. I'm fucking done. I'm. Is he. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, Does he. Does he have a company? I'm so ready. I'm so ready to sign up. Fuck it! Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) The ram that am with every lamb.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was reading. I had to stand up and walk around. (laughs) Oh god! Okay. (laughs) And it gets worse. Just believe me. (laughs) Oh. So because of all this advertising and eventually free press. The American Medical Association starts to hear about this fucking guy <laughs> putting right. gum testicles into a whole bunch of people. <laughs> right. So they send in a dirty, rotten spy. <laughs> <laughs> they send in a spy? They send in a spy, because the AMA, the uh, American Medical Institute Association, is not very powerful at this point. They can't, like, okay. stop quacks very easily. Sure. So uh-huh. they send in this spy. Uh, uh-huh. who witnesses all of this shit, and he sees oh, that Brinkley has implanted goat ovaries into some woman for a tumor on her spinal cord. What the fuck? Yeah, so now he's on the radar, to say the least, and he's still performing operations. Oh. He then went to see another doctor transplant monkey testicles into a man in Chicago. All right. And Sounds in 1922, like <laughs> it's the breeze by that one. Uh, <laughs> in 1922, John Romulus goes to L.A. to answer a challenge from the L.A. Times. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the owner of the paper, Henry Chandler, basically said that if Brinkley could pull off this shit in front of some observers, he'd make him the most famous surgeon in America. The trade-off uh-huh. was that if he couldn't pull it off, Chandler would uh, humiliate him before all the world.
1: Shit. So, okay, well, if, as long as he just does the operation, or if it works?
0: If it, if it doesn't work, he's going to humiliate him. If it works, he's going to make him super famous. Oh, finally, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the problem was with uh, it, with the LA Times is that it was in LA, and California did not recognize Brinkley's medical license.
1: Oh, no. So it would
0: be against the law to do the operation there. Oh. But as we know, that doesn't stop anything in California <laughs> when money's on the line. <laughs> right. So Brinkley gets a 30-day permit, <laughs> transplants <laughs> did- goat testicles in one of the paper's editors, and it's deemed a fucking <laughs> success.
1: Oh no! They decide it's legit. (laughs) You know what? Okay, I am very quickly siding with this is a conspiracy theory that's been covered up by the government, and that these people really became the ubermensch of humanity. We have like these goat human hybrids that have been, you know they're hiding in the hollow earth just waiting to rise up and the government's like, Fuck it, we gotta keep the goat testes underground and it's it's gonna blow up, dude. This is the bubble that will break. Hold on, i is reporting
0: this to Alex Jones. Alright, yeah, <laughs> shit. Alright, so anyway, it's deemed a success Good. in L.A. So guess what next? Oh, uh, what? <laughs> he starts putting goat balls into movie stars. What the fuck? And the I guess he's in L.A., yeah. Yeah, the money's what? just pouring in. <laughs> So he starts making play. I mean, this is a guy who shot, who sold water shots for $700. (laughs) Who went to a shitty college in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's just, he's putting balls, like goat balls, into movie stars. (laughs) What a guy. Anything can happen. You can do anything, kids. But just believe. (laughs) Dream big. (laughs) Astronaut, (laughs) fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, So, anyway, he's got all this success in L.A. with movie stars and whatnot. So he's like, I'm going to move to L.A. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he gets denied a license there because he's a fucking quack. (laughs) Right. And so instead, he expands his offices in Milford, Kansas. Mm -hmm. All right. So he's just like, if I can't work there, I'll just stay here and make it the Disney world of goat balls. I don't know. (laughs) So, anyway, in 1923, this is where we get to the contributions to actual fucking history. Um, 1923, (laughs) Brinkley had enough money to build a radio station, KFKB, which he planned to use to spread the word about his testicles. Um, but let me tell you something. (laughs) Let me tell you something, James. The fraud bill is coming. The fraud bill is coming. The same year he opened his radio station, a huge story broke about his, about not his, but all diploma mills, which were the places that were printing fake diplomas. Mm. And this got Brinkley mm. noticed because he was being a fraud, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was targeted by California, who wanted to get him for practicing with no license at all. But mm. when Californian authorities came to make the arrest, the governor of Kansas, the governor of oh, Kansas, no. oh. refused <laughs> to extradite John Romulus... Because he made the state too much fucking money. <laughs> wow!
2: Yeah.
1: Talk about this is corruption over goat testicles. Yeah. There is nothing too small for corruption to take over. Actually, those are probably pretty big. So hey, yep,
2: mm-hmm. yep.
1: So so John Romulus,
0: being John Romulus, oh. <laughs> sees this defense by the Kansas governor as a victory. And immediately Uh starts bragging about his victory over the rule of law on the air. (laughs) Because he can. He can now. Uh And business keeps growing. But the bill is coming, my dude. The bill is coming. Oh, wow. John Romulus' radio station continued to advertise his bullshit operation, but also featured band concerts, French lessons, (laughs) astrological predictions, crazy stories, various forms of international music, and (laughs) hymns. And him, <laughs> and him, he's just shooting <laughs> so it all out it's there. just like Amazing Grace, and then goat testicles. <laughs> yep. But actually, though, those are the uh-huh. other programs besides his ads for goat testicles. Wow. And so get, <laughs> he gets this huge response from all his time on the air. The uh, mm. radio is a relatively new technology; people are getting it. They're hearing, you know, stuff over the air, and it's like it sounds legit just because it's on the radio, right? Yeah. So Operation Money just kept rolling in, allowing John Romulus Brinkley to buy his town uh, of Milford a new sewage system, oh, sidewalks, wow. an electrical huh. system, his own post office, and apartments for his employees. Uh, uh <laughs> at least he's doing something good. Yeah, something with the testicle money. Right. So anyway, <laughs> then he went to
1: Europe, oh.
0: <laughs> to try to get himself some honorary degrees, oh. and he gets exactly one from Italy, which Uh he would have, until Benito fucking Mussolini revolted. (laughs) What the fuck? What? All right. uh, (laughs) It's like, you can't even believe this fucking happened.
1: He made the trains run on time, and he stopped the (laughs) testes. Benito Mussolini. Wow. Sorry, I'm like, th- I couldn't wait to record this.
2: Like,
0: <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> anyway, oh, <hold> <laughs> So in the meantime, there's this guy named Morris Fishbean. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. it's Fishbean. it might be Fishbein. Sure. Uh, but he's doing everything he can to get Brinkley called out for what he is. He works for the you American could. Medical Association. He's writing tons of articles about people who are getting sick or even dying after Brinkley's operations. Um, but he just simply didn't have a megaphone as big as Brinkley who was right. broadcasting on air every day about the miracles his operation was providing. Holy so like shit. fake news, old fashioned fake news, man. Yeah, but anyway, for sure. So Brinkley in response to this criticism starts his own pharmaceutical company. Oh no. And makes bank selling his own quacky drugs. Of course. And then the bill comes
1: finally. God, Brinkley had no.
0: signed 42 death certificates by 1930. And the Kansas Medical Board decided to revoke his medical license.
2: Mm, Good. (laughs) And
0: the Federal Radio Commission, the FRC, refused Uh to renew Brinkley's broadcasting license because he was basically running a fraudulent podcast about how great he was. Oh, Oh, fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. fraudulent podcast, you know. God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. um, There's a joke in there. But anyway, so what's John Romulus (laughs) to do? Uh... Found the city
1: of Rome? (laughs)
0: Basically. Uh He runs for governor of Kansas. (laughs) And the idea is is to corrupt the political system so much that he can get his medical license back.
1: Beautiful. Yeah,
0: so he starts his campaign within days of losing his license. (laughs) And used his radio station, while he still had it, Uh to increase his publicity. He flew into his campaign rallies in an airplane and put German and Swedish-speaking people on the air to appeal to the immigrant voter base in Kansas. The
1: guy's not stupid. He's
0: (laughs) figuring the the fuck out, and he's acting like a politician. Right. Um, And then (laughs) there was a reporter who put out a hit piece, and guess what Brinkley did? (laughs) He sent him a goat. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he did. did. (laughs) So who is Brinkley running against? (laughs) Uh, Harry Hines Woodring. Uh, who uh-huh. would later be the Secretary of War in Franklin D. Roosevelt's cabinet. Oh, so kind of important. <laughs> yeah, a little bit important. And get this. Oh, I know worse. You know what <laughs> no, happened. I know John what happened. Brinkley won. <laughs> of course <laughs> he, he won, won. the election. <laughs> it's
1: fucking Kansas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he technically won. Okay. Um, but the rules were changed just before the election, um... And this is corruption on another level too. Okay. Uh, it said that if anyone didn't write John Romulus's name to exact specifications, which is um, John dot, dot period, or I'm sorry, dot, J dot R dot Brinkley. If you didn't write okay. it, J R Brinkley, yeah. they didn't count the vote. Oh shit. So if you wrote John Brinkley or John R Brinkley, uh, it wouldn't count. Okay, so John Romulus got 29.5% of the votes, um, but about Mm. 50,000 ballots were not counted simply for that. Oh gee, oh, okay, wow. Yeah, so he basically won and then they took it away from him through a technical change. Uh, This is so messy. (laughs) Yeah, and then he ran again in the next election and lost horribly. Uh Uh-huh, So, (laughs) now he can't work in medicine, he can't work in radio, and he certainly can't work in politics. Uh-huh. Not in Kansas, anyway. So right. he moves to Del Rio, Texas, which is right on the border with Mexico. Oh, and no, here no. he builds a new radio station in the Villa Acuna, which is uh, in Mexico.
2: Uh huh. Why
0: Mexico? Well, uh. he couldn't broadcast <laughs> in the States, so oh, he was going to broadcast in Mexico. And send uh. his signal into the states. Oh, of course. <laughs> he called this new station the Sunshine Station Between the Nations. He also called it his border blaster, which I'm sure is what Trump calls his dick. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that, is that our first Trump joke? I think that's our first uh, Trump joke ever. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe our only one. I
1: don't know. Who knows? So what's he going to broadcast?
0: You think? What do you Everything. think?
1: Bro- Everything. Everything? Um, well, probably more testes. Uh huh. Um, I'm hoping he stays out of politics. And Wrongo! <laughs>
0: shit. Wrongo! You dongo!
1: He's running again,
0: and oh, he uses God. his radio station to run political ads and all kinds of shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he blasts the signal all the way up to Kansas from Mexico. Oh jeez! Okay. His radio station was so powerful that it could reach Kansas, but that wasn't enough. So, oh, no. John Romulus cranks his wattage to 150,000 watts. Jesus Christ. Then he cranks it to a million. Holy shit. Making his radio station available in fucking Canada. <laughs> what the... F- <laughs> this yeah, signal is fucking absurd. <laughs> I know. The signal was so strong that it turned on people's car headlights. <laughs> what? ...vibrated through box springs and turned them into shitty speakers... What the fuck?! ...interrupted phone conversations... ...and even got picked up by metal fences and possibly even people's fucking braces. There were farmers who would be out on their ranch and they didn't buy radios. They would just go stand near their metal fences.
1: That's, like, horrifying. Isn't that? Imagine if you didn't know and all of a sudden you hear your fences talking about goat testicles (laughs) this is paranormal shit dude Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's absolutely crazy
0: like yeah and obviously it's a huge amount of power yeah uh, the likes of which the world has never seen as far as like communication goes holy shit yeah and i remember learning about this guy at school and uh (laughs) i don't remember anyone telling me about the goat testicles which is their their problem their loss yeah their loss too but uh, anyway, so he's like, he, it's it's political shit, but it's also like medical advice. People would write in and ask questions, and he would answer them on the air as like a doctor or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was also selling like largely dick enhancement pills and injections. So like, just like the fucking internet, right? Right. <laughs> um, he sold his airspace to advertisers selling bullshit products like synthetic diamonds and all kinds of vaguely religious garbage Including okay. autographed pictures of Jesus. I am not what? making this up. No,
1: wait, oh, the, so actual Jesus Christ pictures autographed by Jesus yes. Christ. <laughs> wow, I'm so in. This sounds like Pornhub and Scientology mixed together <laughs> on a radio station. It's amazing. I know, and it's amazing the kind of shit this attracts.
0: Like, there's a there's a massively new communications uh, media medium. And Mm -hmm. the first thing that gets on there is all this basic shit. Yeah. Like dick enhancement pills and, and, (laughs) you know, politics and shit like that. Right. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so, like, he's blasting the signal into the state. And um, all these broadcasters get the idea to build their own border blasters. (laughs) So, like, profitable shows featuring things like fortune tellers and wizards and all kinds of other shit... Uh-huh. Were banned by the FRC in 1932 because they were, you know, bullshit, and it was it was basically allowing bullshit to be spread yeah. like mad. It's just scamming, yeah. Yeah. So the the F uh, so these people who are like, hey, we want to get back into the stuff that gets lots of listens, mm-hmm. they go to Mexico and set up their own border blasters. <laughs>
1: And Mexico, meanwhile, is like, what the fuck? What the fuck is
0: happening up there, guys? (laughs) Um, But here's the thing. It didn't last long. That same year, the FRC banned border blasting. Huh. Okay. Except they left out one little thing. Uh Uh-huh. They only banned live broadcast. Broadcast. Oh, shit. So John Romulus starts pre-recording his bullshit to circumvent the law. He's sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, he's got another hospital opened up in Del Rio, uh, inside a hotel, <laughs> and people are still paying him to give them goat testicles. Uh, uh, by the way, right. it's still at about $20,000 in operation in today's money.
1: Like, oh, he upped the God. price a little bit. Think of all the lives ruined by that. That's disgusting. Yeah. So in
0: 1936, oh. <laughs> he bought a mansion, a dozen Cadillacs, uh-huh. creatures from all over the world, and just set up shop being rich and shit in Del Rio. Okay. But in 1938, <laughs> another doctor came to down and town and offered the same procedure
1: for a fraction of the price. Oh, uh, there's capitalism at its yeah, finest. <laughs> there's two
0: goat testicle implanters uh, competing, and that's good for the market, or something like Right. That. So, anyway, so, briefly tried to run him out of business, but it actually backfired on him, uh, and he closed up shop, moving to Little Rock, Arkansas, to open up another hospital. Mm. And that's where we leave him net for now, rich off of goat testicles. <laughs> oh my god what the fuck <laughs> it's an amazing story it's oh yeah it's yeah, inspiring it's, really yeah it's inspiring <laughs> so you want to take us over to annie oakley's adult life yes i'm gonna drink some water and vape so don't mind the noise
1: mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right so when we last left annie oakley she had a pretty terrible upbringing but was now pretty darn good with a gun so basically the quintessential american right, right. yeah so there's this guy named Frank E. Butler who is a traveling show marksman and a former dog trainer and also really handy with a gun because uh, that's what marksman means and I wrote this dead. So anyway, <laughs> Butler comes to Cincinnati and the whole town decides that he and Annie have to compete. Okay. I remember that Annie is 15 years old. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh but she's so so good with a gun that eh, she has to compete. So, this one hotel owner offers $100 to whomever can win. Uh, this trained adult marksman or a 15-year-old girl. Right. So, the big day arrives and the whole town gathers to watch as both shooters take aim and shoot birds. Uh, with the hopes that the birds would fall dead onto certain boundary lines or uh, boundary regions or something. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So, uh, the competition begins and for a while the two are just neck and neck. He shoots a bird, she shoots a bird. Blah blah blah, uh, and this happens twenty five times. Oh my god! <laughs> so they each they're, they're each on their twenty fifth bird. So that's fifty birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, tweet, tweet, Then Butler's. Sh- <laughs> Not any-
0: Tweet! <laughs> oh
1: god, that was really dark. Shit. That was dark. Well, but now I have to do it twenty five times. About the meaningless of life and how it all goes black. God damn it, it James! <laughs> all right, take your so, happy uh, pills. <laughs> Uh, I have. They are goat testicles. So, <laughs> so Butler shoots his twenty-fifth bird, or he misses it, as some accounts say. But if he did hit it, it land- lands outside of the boundary zone, and Annie hits her shot and wins the competition. So, okay. what is a marksman who just got out outshot by a little girl to do? Ah, uh, marry can't. her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's so the two cute. start. Yeah, it is kind of cute. Uh, The two start courting very soon after and eventually get married a year later in 1882. Nice. So the two lovebirds, who had just shot a bunch of birds, were now married and stayed in Cincinnati for some time. And uh, they started performing together... uh, Oh, oh, wait, and here actually is where Oakley comes from. So I lied earlier. Uh, I actually found it. Either Annie took this as a stage... Well, she did take this as a stage name when touring with her husband because they lived in the neighborhood of Oakley... Or uh, another theory is that it was the name of a man who had paid for her train fare when she was a child and she took the name to honor him. I kind of like that one. I kind of like that one too. It's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then the two joined Buffalo Bill's Wild West. Damn. In 1885, which is basically a Wild West-themed circus, uh, (laughs) which we gotta bring back. (laughs)
0: Yeah. There's actually a couple still in existence. Oh, really? Yeah, there's one up in uh, Illinois in... um What's the name of the town? Uh. Uh. um, Marengo. It's out in Marengo. Oh!
1: Yeah! It's cool. You ought to go. Does it just involve shooting each other and shitting on the culture of Native Americans? (laughs)
0: I don't know if it's still in business, but I remember they had actual like shows where they would have gunfights and shit in the streets. Oh, oh, oh so it. it's
1: like Medieval Times, but Wild West or yeah. something? Or like a renaissance yeah. fair, except more gunpowder? Cool. I remember
0: it being great, but I was like wow. five, so...
1: <laughs> right.
0: Anyway, so carry well, on.
1: cool. So she and her husband joined Buffalo Bill's Wild West, uh, and Annie quickly got the name of Little Sure Shot uh, in the public. Everyone call her <laughs> that. And there was actually another woman marksman in the circus named Lillian Smith, who was part of the show, and the two women formed a super tense rivalry. Mm. Uh, and it it was kind of an an unhealthy rivalry. Oh, shit! In fact, Oakley temporarily left the Buffalo Bill show and did not return until two years later when Lillian Smith had left. Mm, okay. Yeah, uh, but she's back with it now, and next came the Grand Paris Exposition of 1889, Where Annie pretty much kicked total ass and outperformed every other shooter, except for, of course, Buffalo Bill Cody himself. Oh, damn. Who's the epitome of the Wild West. Right. Uh, We'll cover him on some other show. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Annie also made it all the way to the United Kingdom and performed for Queen Victoria herself, who called her a very clever little girl. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Alright. Yeah. She also performed for King Umberto I of Italy. Uh, also for President Marie-Francois Sadi Carnet of France, <laughs> or some shit no, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You know, the best way to pronounce French is just to stick, like, about a pound of cotton into your mouth, <laughs> and then... Uh, as the mouth produces um, large amounts of saliva, French just becomes. Uh, it's beautiful when you try to pronounce <laughs> it. That's thats what my French tutor told me.
0: You know, that's how Marlon Brando did his impression in The uh, Godfather? Oh, yeah. Stuffed yeah. cotton in his mouth. Huh. Well, there you go. Yeah. You can do it yourself, too. You instantly become Marlon Brando. Oh, wow. <laughs> I believe they still have some of those cotton balls at a film museum in New York.
1: Oh, whoa. that's kind of cool, actually, <laughs> yeah. and disgusting. Okay. All right, History's so she's disgusting. meeting all these people. Yeah, and my favorite account of this was she visited Germany and Kaiser Wilhelm II, uh, and he he invited her to to shoot for him, mm. uh, and he did this by placing a cigarette in his mouth and told Annie to shoot it out. Damn, and uh, she she yeah the balls. So she blasted the ashes at the tip of the cigarette. Uh, just destroying it um and later she mar- remarked that if she had missed all of World War One could possibly have been avoided <laughs> wow yeah so that's fun um Shit. murder <laughs> we well, anyway. in
0: the sky keeps on turning
1: until death comes knocking at your door god damn it but is there life after death is there a meaning to the stars I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh. All right. Can we carry on talking about our famous marksman instead? Of-
1: Markswoman. Shut
0: the fuck
1: up. <laughs> Shut the
0: fuck. Just
1: go. <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So they finished. The- Shut <laughs> up finished. and talk. <laughs> You're actually angry. I mean, I can, he- I can hear the intensity. In I'm your not voice. actually angry at you. Come on. All right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. We we fight, but we always make up and make out. But anyway, so he li-
0: <laughs> just makes out with his mic. I make out with mine.
1: Or uh, it's re- <laughs> God, it's okay. really gross. Mm.
0: <laughs> so I had to after leave my this. microphone in a bowl of rice before recording.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is dis- this is disgusting.
0: <laughs> it's not as disgusting as what we were just talking about, so I think we can get away with it. All right,
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Then they moved to, uh, New Jersey for a while, uh, but all was not well with the world. Um, America was on the brink of war with Spain because why not <laughs> fuck Spain? <laughs> <laughs> and Annie Oakley decided that should war come, women, sh- uh, could be an excellent addition to the fighting forces of the United States. Uh, and she believed this so fervently that she personally wrote a letter to U.S. President William McKinley on April 5th, 19- or 1898, and this letter said, uh, well, in this letter, she was offering the government the services of a company of 50 lady sharpshooters who would provide their own arms and ammunition should the U.S. go to war with Spain. That's a hell of an offer. But yeah, it's like free soldiers. Yeah, exactly. And sure enough, the war with Spain did erupt, uh, known as the cleverly named Spanish American War. Mm-hmm. And Annie's proposition was turned down. Oh. Yeah. However, good old Teddy Roosevelt did name his cavalry the Rough Riders after the famous Buffalo Bills Wild West and Congress of Rough Riders of the World, uh, where uh, Annie had had worked for and starred earlier. So maybe so a tribute to her. It, it may be because <laughs> I mean it's an uh,
0: admirable thing. I mean I I can't think there were I mean I can't think of any reason at all why they would turn her down. I can't think of a single reason. <laughs> oh shit, that's. <laughs> Right. I'm joking. All right, Because
1: women are inferior. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, I don't believe that. That's just. Oh god, that's gonna be out of contest. That is ruining my political career. You'll hmm. never be president. Well. <laughs> Speaking of presidents, oh. uh, then President McKinley was shot and killed in 1901. Oh god, okay. Yeah. Uh, And then Annie was involved in a horrific train accident that left her temporarily paralyzed and required five spinal operations to fix. In 1901? In 1901. Damn. Yeah. So grisly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So understandably, Annie slowed down for a bit and joined a stage play written for her called The Western Girl, where Annie used a rifle, a pistol, and and rope tricks to outsmart and defeat various outlaws. Uh that's it on that. Now moving to a topic completely unrelated. <laughs> she also firmly believed that women should be able to shoot. Uh so this is this was big for her. Right. Uh and she didn't just talk the talk, she walked the talk. She taught 15,000 women how to use a gun. <laughs> Which 2nd <Second> yeah. amendment. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh and she said herself, quote Oh God! I'm not gonna do a woman's voice. I've already pissed him No, don't him do off a woman's that. voice. But can you I, do like a
0: southern voice? I'll do it. Uh, I right, would like to see every woman know how to handle guns as naturally as they know how to handle babies.
1: Which is the most American, thing. <laughs> right? Guns and babies. Damn. America. Mm. Yep. All right. Anyway, back to the guy named Buffalo Bill. Hooray! Well, it turns out that Buffalo Bill was really good friends with this guy named Thomas Edison. Oh, okay. And I gotta say, this time period of history, it's all, like, no matter who you read about, they always know everyone else. It's always like... Or they always just know Thomas Edison. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's Mark Twain and Thomas Edison. Everyone knows them. It's like, I don't know, they're those Facebook people (laughs) who are like, if you like my Facebook page, I'll like yours. And everyone's like, oh, fuck off, Thomas Edison. You... (laughs) You stole all of those Serbs things, uh, what's his name? Tesla, Tesla. that guy, yeah. Was he Serb? I don't remember, but anyway, you stole his shit. But Mark Twain is good, I like him, he's, he's better, yeah. Mm -hmm. Doing okay up there? Nope. (laughs) We're almost done. Alright, yep, there we go. Okay, so Thomas Edison and Buffalo Bill are together, and they decided to combine guns with electrical power plants, film, and commercialism. So, again, America. Mm-hmm. Perfected. Mm. Yep. Mm. And uh, Annie jumped on this bandwagon and is in this... In, she's in one of Thomas Edison's films entitled The Little Sure Shot of the Wild West, um, an exhibition of rifle shooting at glass balls, etc. That's the name. And you can actually look up these clips. They're still around, uh, which is pretty cool that we have clips of Annie Oakley blasting uh, glass balls. Yeah. Yeah. So... Let's talk about Annie's actual shooting abilities. Uh, And these are fucking crazy. (laughs) All right. Uh, Her first shot was at the age of eight. In her own words, I saw a squirrel run down over the grass in front of the house through the orchard and stop on a fence to get a hickory nut. So Annie grabbed her gun and shot the squirrel. And again, in her own words, (laughs) it was a wonderful shot going right through the head from side to side. Oh. Oh, I know. The poor squirrel. I mean, I guess maybe she was probably
0: hunting this, but...
1: No, it was just crawling around in her front yard trying to get a hickory nut. (laughs) And she's like, damn it, squirrel, don't you know goat nuts are better than hickory nuts? Oh my god. Yeah, so anyway, her mom found out... squirrel.
0: (laughs) Shoot all the woodland creatures.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what we stand for here at We Talk About Dead People. (laughs) Shooting all the woodland creatures. (laughs) Fuck Bambi! Alright, so... Um, oh, God. <laughs> All right. She's also pretty good with the gun. Uh, what the fuck does that mean? Of course she's This is fucking annual. What am I saying? All right. <laughs> so some of the things she could do was she could uh, shoot a gun over her shoulder and hit a target with the gun. Uh, what? Oh, my God. I'm going to start. Can we rewind that? We're going to rewind that. All, All right. right. She could shoot a gun over her shoulder aimed behind her using only a mirror, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's like
0: Charles Lindbergh.
1: He, Except oh, he yeah. was
0: shooting his eyes at a compass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it attached with chewing gum, yep, too? It was attached with chewing gum. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. Yeah. Full circle. Yep. She could also easily hit playing cards held edge on at 30 paces. She could hit dimes that were thrown into the air. Uh, she often uh, shot cigarettes out of her husband's lips. <laughs> anti-smoking, right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, she hit a playing card, or she could hit a playing card that was thrown into the air several times before it hit the ground. Damn! She could inst- extinguish candles by only hitting the flame. Whoa. And she could also knock corks off of bottles without breaking the bottle. <laughs> oh, holy
0: shit. She was yeah, it's-
1: good. It's pretty amazing. Damn. You know, if they had people like this at the Republican National Convention, I would vote Republican in a fucking heartbeat. Like, (laughs) sign me the fuck up. Holy shit. Instead of Clint Eastwood sitting on a chair talking about nothing to nobody, bring on Annie Oakley shooting bottle caps off of bottles. I'm, yeah. Anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh... Another interesting thing about her was she made all of her own costumes and dresses from scratch. Wow. Uh, and she believed very firmly in dressing conservatively because of her Quaker upbringing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she also totally embraced her feminine style. She believed very strongly in wearing dresses and whatnot, so interesting, yeah, good for her, I guess. But all was not well for old Annie Oakley. In the early 1900s, literature had discovered a new, fast-selling genre. And this was cocaine prohibition stories. What? Because <laughs> cocaine was illegal now. Um, oh, shit. Which is definitely a genre we should bring back. Like, holy shit. Yeah. So this one guy named William Hurst publishes a newspaper article that falsely states that Annie had been arrested for stealing cocaine to fuel her raging addiction.
0: Oh, shit. Citizen Kane's getting involved.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. William
0: Randolph Hurst. We'll have to cover him someday.
1: We will. Yeah. <laughs> And In his defense a woman had been arrested for this very reason and she had also told the police that her name was Annie Oakley Uh, But it wasn't of course. Yeah, and also upon hearing this the newspaper and Hearst retracted the article and made public Apologies, but Annie was fucking pissed right so she started filing lawsuits against all of the other newspapers who had shared this story 55 lawsuits actually uh, and she won for uh, fifty-four of these, but ended up losing more money in her legal expenses than what she won from the lawsuits. Wow. Uh, and that is where we will leave her until her end and death. But at least she cleared her name. Yeah, she did for sure. She shouldn't yeah. have had to, but
0: she did. That's pretty. That's pretty tough to go through that. Oh yeah, no, she's lawsuits.
1: she's very tough. Yeah, like it's admirable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, shall we go mm-hmm. into John
0: Romulus Brinkley's end and death?
1: Yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready for this, this okay, guy to meet so, his end.
0: So when we left John Romulus, he was being super rich in Little Rock, Arkansas. It was 1938 mm-hmm. when the bill finally came. Shit. You remember Morris Fishbean? Yeah. Yeah. He came back <laughs> into the picture and published a series of works called Modern Medical Charlatans. All right. In which Brinkley was completely exposed for being the quack he was. Wow. Hmm. Of course, Brinkley wouldn't take this lying down, so he sued. Of course. Yeah, he sued Fishbean <laughs> for about $4.5 million in today's money. <laughs> piece of shit. And Brinkley lost. And he Thank lost God. hard because the jury had voted to countersue him in Fishbean's favor, billing him for over $3 million. Alright, that's fucking justice. I, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. And about this time, the IRS had also opened an investigation into John Robulus Brinkley. Oh, shit. Uh, which did not go well for him. And of course. in 1941, he declared bankruptcy after his radio station got shut down in Mexico because of some new international laws. Hmm. And then he got investigated for mail fraud, too. Oh, God. And Pile it on. All, it all went completely to hell. Like, Uh. John Romulus had three heart attacks and lost a leg to poor circulation. Oh, God. A year later, he was fucking dead broke. Oh. (laughs) And then he was just plain dead. Oh. (laughs) He died of heart failure in San Antonio, and he was buried in Memphis, Tennessee. Hmm. And they're making a movie about him starring Robert Downey Jr., and the script is based off a podcast episode. Oh. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, not ours. Robert Downey,
0: if you're listening, we would like you to play Hunter S. Thompson in a movie mm. because no mm, movie has mm-hmm. been made with you about Hunter S. Thompson.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And perhaps someday we will actually make a movie out of our podcast. But for now, oh. we must continue selling pure goat testicles. Uh, the pure goat testicles. That is, we talk about dead people. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it is testicles for the heart. All right, mm.
0: so <laughs> let's move on to Annie Oakley's end and death.
1: All right, let's do it. All right. So, uh, in 1912, Annie and her husband moved to Maryland and built a ranch house that is now remembered as the Annie Oakley House and is it is listed in the National Register of Historic Places. And Annie continued to shoot and set records even through her 60s. Damn. <laughs> Uh, she didn't have any children, but imagine if she did have children and then grandchildren. Imagine if your grandma was fucking <laughs> Annie Oakley. <laughs> That'd be so fucking badass. That'd be amazing. Anyway, uh, so in one of these contests, uh, she hit 100 clay targets in a row from 16 yards when she was 62 years old. <laughs> oh my god, this woman. so So, so badass. Wow, yeah. Then in 1922 tragedy struck when the couple were in a terrible car accident and Annie's leg was injured and she was forced to wear a steel brace on her right leg from then on. God damn! And from here on out, carriages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks for that, Henry Ford. <laughs> mm, yeah. Anyway, from here on, then uh, her health steadily declined until she eventually died from the. Pernicious anemia at the age of 66 on November 3rd, 1926. Damn. She was cremated and her ashes were buried in Ohio. And what's really sad uh, is her husband was so heartbroken by her death that he stopped eating and died 18 days later. Oh my god, that's horrible. It is horrible, but it's also, you respect the true love these two had. Yeah. I mean, it started with her beating his ass in a shooting competition. Yeah. It's a It's a beautiful love story, yeah. I love and I he, love,
0: I love, love stories where, where people like feel like they've met their match, you know? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. They met someone who they can compete with and, and also, like, grow with. and. Absolutely. And I, that's, I think it's a beautiful story. Mm, yeah.
1: yeah. Me with nicotine is really the perfect example of <laughs> just beautiful love. But anyway, so Annie Oakley's husband is is buried next to her ashes. And after her death, the public found out that the fortune she had made while shooting had been entirely spent on her family and countless charities. Oh, Uh,
0: that's amazing.
1: Yeah, particularly for orphans. She she gave a lot of money to orphans. So just amazing. And she's gone down in history as one of the finest gun shooters of all time. She's been inducted into the Trap Shooting Hall of Fame, the National Cowgirl Museum and Hall of Fame in Texas, of course. Of course. The National Women's Hall of Fame, the Ohio Women's Hall of Fame, and the New Jersey Hall of Fame. And she is remembered also for being an outspoken supporter of women's rights and treatment. She believed that the best way for women to protect themselves from the, bu- from the abuse of men was to be armed. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a BoJack Horseman episode. <laughs> that is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Damn. Uh, She also believed that women should be paid equally, that women should be allowed to serve in war. She encouraged women to be educated rather than just staying at home. Uh, And she believed that women were pretty much all around capable, just as capable as men. Uh, Interestingly enough, though, she did not support women's suffrage. Hmm. Uh, And when asked about this, she said she would support it if only the good women voted, but not if all women did. Which is a pretty good criticism of democracy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not in regards to women, just but just voters in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but,
0: interesting. She's a very nuanced person.
1: She is. She's, yeah, yeah very neat. Um, also, here are a few, few quotes from her that are pretty cool.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, the first one, "'Aim at the high mark, and you will hit it. No, not the first time, not the second time, and maybe not the third. But keep on aiming and keep on shooting, for only practice will make you perfect.'" Finally, you'll hit the bull's eye bullseye of success. Wow, I really like that. Me too, yeah. Oh,
0: that's a very optimistic message. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. You might want to read that again so you feel a little better.
1: <laughs> I could. Uh, or I could realize that in the end... Uh, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not a nihilist, everyone. Just a mostly uh, Anyway. <laughs> All right, another uh, quote uh, she has is: "After traveling through fourteen foreign countries and appearing before all the royalty and nobility, I have only one wish today, that is that when my eyes are closed in death, that they will be that they will bury me back in that quiet little farmland where I was born." Aww, yeah, so so nice and American.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, another another nice quote: "I ain't afraid to love a man. I ain't afraid to shoot him either," <laughs> <laughs> which <Wow>. is great. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, two more quotes, um, Any woman who does not thoroughly enjoy tramping across the country on a clear frosty morning with a gun- Good fun- wait, with a good gun? Why did I write fun? It's a good gun, and a pair of dogs does not know how to enjoy life. Well, I butchered that quote, fuck me, okay, well, all right.
0: Any woman who does not thoroughly enjoy tramping across the country on a clear frosty morning with a good gun and a pair of dogs does not know how to enjoy life. Thank you. That sounds like my mom, actually. Does it? Yeah, she was, maybe this is a little too personal, but she had a really close relationship with her father, and they hmm. would go fishing and stuff like that together, and she always had this this element of... Uh, the cowgirl. The cowgirl, yeah. yeah. It was kind of interesting. But...
1: Neat, yeah. yeah. And then the last quote, which is kind of a summary of that first quote, aim at a high mark and you will hit it. <laughs> what even <laughs> happened
0: in there? It's literally the same line.
1: I know, yep. (laughs) But we need more positivity on We Talk About Dead People. That's exactly right. That's That's why I included it, because that's all that's holding me before jumping into the great abyss. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm not suicidal, I'm not a nihilist, I am. I'm a good Christian boy. Positive vibes only. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, she also she also befriended the famous Indian Chief Sitting Bull, who was extremely impressed with her shooting skills. He made her his adoptive daughter and also gave her a pair of slippers as a gift, and he called her Little Sure Shot.
0: Aww. Which is so <laughs>
1: cute. That's wonderful.
0: <laughs> There's, like, yeah. all this cool shit going on with her, and meanwhile, there's John Romulus Brinkley, just, like, being <laughs> the worst.
1: You know, this is good. It's a good balance. It's a good balance. It's
0: a good balance, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just
1: like the good balance that you can have by installing goat testicles, boys and girls, it's the way of the future.
0: Get in while the going's good?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Ram? <laughs> the, the, Ram- the Ram that
0: I am with every lamb. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. All, All right. right. All right. Well, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> shall we head to the surface? Yeah, I think that's a wrap. All right, that's a wrap.
0: <laughs> Are you gonna rap? God, uh, Varus. <laughs>
1: James, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? Uh, Well, I'm definitely not going to sleep anytime soon. Of course uh, not. Yeah, because uh, I hate myself. Uh, I don't know. I think (laughs) I'll just look out into the dark sky and think about nothing. What about you?
0: (laughs) I'm going to go to bed, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) That is the difference
1: between health and (laughs) unhealth.
0: I'm going to laugh at you in my dreams.
1: (laughs) You're not the only one. I do that too.
0: Oh my god. Uh, well, I think you, I think we, all things considered, you did a great job tonight. Hmm. So thanks. I am gonna mark this, and I'm gonna edit in a round of applause for you. Hmm? Oh, is, thank, thank you. Oh, it's beautiful. Look at all the people. I heard you see the people. Yeah. See they love you, man. They love me. They, they fucking love me. <laughs> this is this is it.
1: No, no, I realize it's pointless. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> we can't record this late. Ever <laughs> again. It's too depressing. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> I
0: think it's time to bring the show to an end for today. Feel free to send all your hate tweets to We Talk About Ed People Podcast, which is WTADP Podcast. That's all of them. Uh, or that's our handle, sorry we will read all of them and not along that's what I meant to say WTADP podcast find us on Twitter Uh, if you hate us you're probably right if you like us though please consider funding the show by becoming a patron on patreon.com that's patreon.com slash we talk about dead people 50 bucks 20 bucks even as little as a dollar as much as it costs to have Annie Oakley shoot four quarters out of the sky helps tremendously our cover art was created by the extremely gifted Ian Patterson of Ian Patterson Illustration you can view more of his phenomenal work at www.ipattersonillustration.com with all that being said we'll close out and let the sounds of James being depressed play you out
1: When I was a boy, playing outside in the front yard, drawing with chalk on the, the sidewalk, it all seemed so beautiful, so full of life and light. Catching lightning bugs and running around, throwing bugs at my sisters. That was happiness back then. And then, as life goes by and the years just kept on turning. Everything pressed in, like the trash compactor in A New Hope. I was trapped, and this time there was no R2-D2 to save me. It was meaningless. I looked into the stars and I saw nothing but the eyeless eyes of death greeting me back, staring into my soul and saying, Fuck you, James. And there was nothing I could do but say, I know.